Hey there! If you've been enjoying our episodes as much as we have, please consider supporting us. It only costs 99 cents a month. Yes, 99 cents a month. And you'll be helping us to create more content that you love to listen to. All you've got to do is click the link in every episode description to send your contribution. I love you already. Hey friend, how are you feeling today? Oh, Coco, I'm feeling anxious, really anxious, uh, feeling excited. My head kind of hurts. I don't really even know why that hurts. I mean, it's not that I used my head at all today. Um, my corn pad is slipping because I put it on my toe after I banged into a piece of furniture, because that's the worst. I hear that banging your toe against the chair is probably worse than being punched in the face. You know, and I'm having such an itch right now I don't know what the problem is. You know, and no one online on Doc MV or any You're listening to How You Feeling with Coco and Fran. Hey everyone, it's Fran, and I'm here alone in the studio waiting for my co-host. She's actually getting some tea, but um that might be code for something else. I'm not sure, you can never tell with her. But um, I'm gonna be here to entertain you just for a few more moments until she joins us. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. And in case you don't know, the name of this podcast is How You Feeling. How you feeling? Such a strange thing, but how you feeling? I'll tell you how I'm feeling. Feeling good. Um, my stomach hurts from laughing because Coco and I just had a little laugh at our own expenses. Um, And that's the thing about laughter. Even though we say at our own expense, we really don't pay for laughter. It's stuff that makes us laugh and feel good and happy. But, you know, whatever. We still feel good about our lives. And I don't know how Coco is feeling. I can pretend to be her. Coco, how are you feeling? Well, I just feel like... Today was a good day because I was able to make chicken fried steak because I love chicken fried steak. All right. Is it chicken or steak fried chicken? I don't know. I love chicken fried steak. It's my favorite. Yeah, that's my cocoa imitation. So here we are today. We're going to have a special guest today. We have a special guest coming on in a little bit. Um, Coco is going to join us right now. She's bringing food to the table. <laughs> Here she is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats. It's Coco. I am here. <laughs> it's Coco, Cocolina, Coco. Hey, Fran, how's it going? How are you feeling? I just told the audience, I, my stomach hurts from laughing. Yes, the past couple of days have been filled with good belly laughs. I mean, you need a belly for this, y'all. Yes. You need no a belly, belly, no laughter. No belly, no laughter. So, yes. anyway, we are going to have a guest join us. Um someone you all don't you know don't get nervous like you listen and you're like oh and i gotta get used to a new person i'm not comfortable with new guests that come into here but this is a guest you know this person has also been a ghost on our show which as you know is a guest and a host all at once she's done so much for us she has she she's, has she's pretty much um an honorary member of how you feeling yeah. Yeah, definitely. She's my Italian sister. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, leading up to this, uh, uh, this topic, because you and I, we talked earlier, and I was trying to figure out, what am I going to contribute? Hmm. Um, and I think I have something. So okay. I, I don't know, do you want to tell no. the audience? Do you want to tell our listeners? I do, I do. Go ahead, do it. You're going to have to excuse me. I've had 
I was working all day and I've been on Zoom all day talking to people. And my last session of the day was actually with an entire family. Mm. So I it was like me and like three other people. So like here I am like mediator slash professional slash. How is that even like allowed? How so? I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming your, your, your clients are all of age. These are not minors. No, I know. But if they're having issues with the family, it's, it's classic. It's like, I work with sometimes clients who bring their spouses on. Hmm. I, guess. I mean, especially if they live at home or there's issues, it's, it's not that it's about allowed. No one, no one tells me that I have to meet with them. It's always, there's a process. Yeah. You have to email me. Then I have to talk to my client. My client and I have been on two sessions alone before these people even join us. Okay. So it's always done out of respect. And obviously, if it's somebody I don't really want to work with, I'm going to tell them no. True. Because if I think they're starting trouble, yeah. But they were kind. They were fun. We had a good time. So anyway, today we are going to talk about the F word. <gasps> I didn't yes. think we were allowed to swear on our podcast. Coco, not that F word. <laughs> and why is there a gentleman behind you unclothed? Listen, what I do in the privacy of my own home is my own business. True. So the F word I was referring to is failure. Mm. Failure. F-A-I-L-U-R-E. Now, the true definition of failure which I always think is interesting to look up definitions of things, because if you look up the actual definition, it helps you to kind of figure out how you determine failure versus what failure is truly defined as. Yeah. So failure is <clears throat> defined as a lack of success and the omission of expected or required action. Okay. So when you think about that, the one word that I think about when I read that definition is failure is subjective. Yes, it could be subjective. It's failure is subjective because it doesn't meet your expectation. Mm -hmm. You know, um, lack of success. What exactly does that mean? Like, everyone can define success differently. Yeah. You know? I guess, yeah, whatever, whatever parameters or like you said, expectations that you had or mm -hmm. goal or whatever it is. And if you don't reach that, if you didn't achieve those, those goals, it's perceived as failure. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but so at the same time, and it goes along as well it kind of goes hand in hand with disappointment. And that was one of the things that we talked about because there is that fine line between disappointment and, and failure, I, I think. And that, that made me think a lot about what I wanted to bring to the table, you know, with respect to that, with respect to failure, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because my perception of failure, like you said, is going to be completely different than somebody else's. Sure. Yeah. And also somebody could be listening. The reason why I say it's subjective is because someone could be listening to your story and also say that wasn't failure. Yeah, exactly. So for instance, some of the examples that I researched were typical things that people can relate to failing an assignment, not getting a job, not getting into a club, not making a team, See, not the, the whole not getting into a club, like what kind of club are we talking about? Like an exclusive, like it doesn't, it club? doesn't matter. I think it depends. Like I said, once again, it's subjective. I yeah. mean, you wouldn't care if you didn't get into a certain club, but somebody else could. Yeah. You know, what if somebody's like spending years and years and years to get into this social club? Cause they feel like it's going to rise them to the ranks of like education. It's going to get them a better job because it's a networking opportunity. Mm -hmm. Now they're not letting me in. What are my options? And I've spent an entire two years trying to get in. Yeah. You know, so I think also with failure, I think the, the, the acts for me with failure has always been, you work really hard to do something. Mm -hmm. 
our world tells us. You work hard, you study hard, you do hard, you do everything, whatever you need to do, and then you don't get it. Then you turn to the world and you go, I played by the rules. Why didn't I get it? Mm. You know, but it's like what I say to you all the time, subjective failure to me is like watching the Academy Awards. You didn't, you lost to someone else, but you may think that that is a tremendous failure, Mm -hmm. but I'm sitting at home going, you're on TV and have done 15 movies. How are you a failure? And you were nominated. And you were recognized. Among the multitudes. Right. Yeah. Not to mention all the people out there that are even trying to get into the business and can't. Yeah. So, yeah. So I feel like it is, it is certainly subjective. And Mm -hmm. I think the way we define failure is different for all of us. I think we all have stories about failure. Um, you know, and I think it, it changes for everyone. Yeah. Uh, as you get older, something that you might've felt like it was a failure when you were younger, mm-hmm. you might look back on now and go, that really wasn't a failure. Yeah. You know, I have a hard time determining what is failure for myself. Cause there used to be a time where I really thought there was a lot, I was more critical about my failures mm. and now it's become more of an exploration. It's become more of like, but I did it. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not a cop out. I'm just like, but I did it. Like to me, failure is, and I will say this several times on the show to me, failure is not even doing it. Failure is sitting back talking about doing it and not doing it mm-hmm. and only having the hypothetical yeah. and not doing it. Because I think regardless of the outcome, just do it. Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to be interesting hearing all three of our idea of mm-hmm. what we failed at yeah and, and yeah just, just kind of get a a perspective on things because it is it is going to be vastly different from one person to another mm-hmm. uh, and just and just based on what you said mm-hmm. and thinking about the example that i i'm probably going to be using um i think i have a couple i might use but it's it very, it will very clearly be subjective for sure. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get, you know, this chat going with our guest and with yeah. the, between the two of us as well. So, uh, so yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, so I think it is what it is. And I think um, for me, I think that I work with people all the time because they think they're failing because they think that they're failing in life. Mm, You know, you know, how do you tell someone who's young, who has very little experience in life? And they're telling me, my parents said, go to school, get experience, then get a job and you'll find a job you love. Now they did everything but now they can't find the job and they keep applying to jobs and they're going to interviews and they're still not getting the job. Mm -hmm. And to them, they're kind of like, I feel like a failure. I feel like my parents laid out this very straightforward plan and I'm doing something wrong. Exactly. Our uh, guest is here. So let's let her in and we'll continue this conversation with her. I'll move over on the sofa. Yes, please. And who is our guest? Who is this person? Someone who is very near and dear to us. Got it. Oh. Uh-oh. Yes? What are you going to watch? This is how our guests come in, people. I'm sorry? What is that? All right, bye. I'm sorry, guys. That's all good. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, the door is closed. <laughs> the next, the next stage is a lock, right? There's Coco, a lock on it. Keep talking to me through the door. Coco, don't be rude. Introduce our guest. Oh, sorry, everyone. If you haven't already figured out by the lovely voice, Akila has joined us yet again 
for another episode of How You Feeling. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining well, us. We love when you, when you come on the show. And <laughs> even when you're yelling at your children, the show starts. We love that. You guys are going to edit that part out, right? Child, that's going to be a very popular epi- episode moment. People live for that stuff. You know the number of people, especially mothers, listening to our show who are going to say, those a-holes do that to me too. No, it's it's legit. Like my husband was out of town last week. One of his best friends turned 40. Okay. So they went to Vegas. Oh, nice. And I say, my children followed me everywhere. If I went to the bathroom, they were sitting at the door. If I was in the room, they were sitting on the floor. Um, I go downstairs and just watch some adult television because I'm sorry, Preston, you're nine. You should not be watching Billions with me. I don't think it's appropriate, you know? When so you said, when you said adult television, you know where I went. Oh, <laughs> that's where Fran always goes. Always. Listen, however you and Jen get down, I'm with it. With it. Uh, with well, it. thank you for carving out this time with us. I know you're a busy lady. Um, Her agent specifically said, this is a short visit. Short, short 30. It's a tight 30. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. don't apologize. Listen, I got a call today moments ago from Marvin Edelstein, who is her agent. <laughs> and Marvin was like, do not do what you guys do to her usually because you drag her out. She has a press junket tomorrow. Whole thing he was telling me. I had no time for him. And tell Marvin, don't call me without texting me first. He That's knows. All. He knows that I, when where how you feeling is concerned with Fran and Coco, I don't care what I'm doing. Move it. Give me thirty <laughs> minutes because I have to do this. I love it. So, I love it. Well, thank you. So, Fran, do you want to um, bring Akila yeah, up to we, speed? I'm going to recap. Like in the opening of the show, I I brought up what I said was whenever we gather a topic. I always like to look at the definition because I feel like we are redefining things in our head. But sometimes, sometimes when we go into the old Oxford or Webster and we see what the definition is, Mm -hmm. it can typically give us a little more understanding. So today we're talking about failure. Okay. So failure is defined as two things by Oxford standards. Number one, lack of success. Mm. Number two, the omission of expected or required action. Okay, so so basically for people listening who barely got out of second grade, (laughs) there's a few of them. The, The omission of expected or required action is basically like, you know, you were expected or required to do something and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it didn't happen because, and there's two things that I'm thinking of right away. As soon as I read this, you've got success is subjective. Number one, number, and one. number two expected. Well, as soon as you see that word and expectation, expectations are subjective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, we, we might expect someone to do something a certain way, but that may not be the way they perceive the end result. So one of the other examples I brought up was how subjective success can be. We watch the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Someone loses the Academy Award to someone else. To us, we may not necessarily see that as a failure because this person's made 29 movies and has been nominated 114 times Mm -hmm. so but to them it might be a failure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so today we really want to wrap our head around you our guest (laughs) what do you consider failure to be and and also do you have a moment in your life have you had a moment in your life where you said to yourself, I have failed. Hmm. Now let's start with the first part, the failure yeah. part. Yeah. Again, I feel like fail, the word failure has become too subjective. 
I think that is the issue. I feel like the word failure should only be used in an objective term, number one, as an object in an objective way, I mean, number one. And number two, I I believe it should only be used with the second definition, what Fran said. Almost like, okay, my engine is not working. It failed. You know, the washer machine is not working. It's not passing, you know, inspection. Mm -hmm. It's not this. I feel like that's the only time the word failure should be used and any negative connotations associated with it. That makes mm -hmm. sense because the, the expectations of the washing machine are clear. There's no, there's no vagaries to it. So it has a specific expectation. Uh -huh. If it's not doing that, then it's failing. Yeah. Another thing, it was built to do a certain thing. So if it's not doing that, then it's failing. Yeah. I, I really feel as if that's the case. Now, a lot of the things that people feel as if they failed at are built off the connotations that someone else gave to them. Yes. Society, your parents, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you see on TV, that if I don't attain such and such and such, I'm a failure. Yeah. Now, there's no blueprint for that, correct? That's almost like saying, well, I wrote a book, and this book is supposed to win me a Nobel Peace Prize. Hmm? Yeah. How? How? Just because you wrote the book, right? You cannot, I think, putting that expectation on it and it doesn't happen mm -hmm. is a little detrimental. I feel like where, where human beings are concerned, we're not, you know, we're not machines. Although our body is a well-oiled machine, because we have to be careful how we say that. Yeah. Because if my hand is not working the way it's supposed to, it's gonna fail the grip test, right? Mm -hmm. That's how we know something is wrong. Yeah. It failed, something must be wrong with Akilah's hand. Heart failure, ooh, the heart ain't working the way it's supposed to. Hmm, yeah. why is that? Let us backtrack and find out what's going on with their heart, why it's not working. Mm. I feel like people use the failure on themselves and stay there. They do not go back to see what happened. Where did this idea of failure even come from? Mm -hmm. Now you talked about is has there been any moment when I feel like when I felt like a failure? The only thing, as you said it, the only thing that came to me was when everything happened at the movies that day with my kids. You guys go a few episodes back, you'll hear about that. And the fact that they had to see me like that, oh, I dealt with. I'm still dealing with that. That it bothers me that they had to see me like that. I genuinely felt like a failure as a mother. Wow. And everybody I turned to about that and, you know, who I had to, I had to talk to about that. We're like, how could you think that's a failure? Because my idea of a mother is strong. Mm -hmm. Certain things you hide, you know, let people see you like that. Definitely not your kids. Mm -hmm. You don't let them see that. So I feel like I failed in that function. Mm -hmm. So everything associated with it was governed by that failure. When it's just like, where did you get that from? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I'm still mitigating it. I'm still mitigating it. I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. But I don't want to take away from anyone's idea of stating that, oh, I didn't make it the way I was supposed to. So I must not be this. I must not be that. I literally was just having a conversation with my best friend about success hmm. and how people need to, it was a, it was a spiritual conversation. So I don't know if that would lend to that's, what we're talking about here. That's fine. That's fine. But I was talking about alignment and how there's a scripture in the Bible, it's James 4, um, 2 through 3, and it talks about praying amiss. And she wanted to know what I felt like that meant. And I said, when you are going after things that are not in alignment with God's will for your life, it does not matter what you get, you will never be happy. Mm. Now I know on how we feeling, and how you feeling? We get down and we get down. I said, I'm not going to go to church with y'all. But, <laughs> but. No, you can go to church with us because we're open. Listen, we're open to everybody. We want everyone to be who they are and express it how, because if that's the way you need to communicate the message, there's people that are going to, they're going to understand that. Yeah. I was, we were talking about like the million, the million, billion and, tri and trillionaire idea mm -hmm. and how. This is why people can get, we've, we hear it sometimes, people have a lot of money and they're still unhappy because they let the flesh aspect, these are very churchy terms I'm using, by the way. If anyone has any questions, reach out to me, but they <laughs> let the flesh, although they let the flesh operate more than the spirit. Mm -hmm. 
They they let that happen. And truly, we all know things of joy, things that are that make you happy, things that make you those are spiritual things. I'm not talking about church religious things. They yeah, are yeah. spiritual things. Those are two different things. So I feel like this is why you can, I'm not saying you shouldn't have goals. I want my book to win a Nobel Peace Prize, I think. I don't know if I want that type of you know recognition, but I'm just saying, I want my book to be made into a movie. I want those type of things. But if it does not happen, where can I find contentment in what I did? Where the function that I did doesn't feel like it wasn't a success. Yes. In a roundabout way, that's what failure means to me. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. That That is, and I agree because we talk about this all the time. Coco and I say, there's people out there who have released several books, several records, several mm-hmm. movies, and we can look at them from, you know, our seat clutching onto our popcorn. Like they're amazing. That's what I want. That's mm-hmm. what I want. But mm-hmm. they're looking back, not all of them, but some of them go, yeah, I released 15 books, but number two, seven, eight, 12, not very good. Mm-hmm. Didn't do well on the charts, you know, and that can seem like a failure, you know. Um, I think what I was saying was, and this is something that I have clutched on to, and I definitely came to me in older age, mm-hmm. wasn't something I held on to in my 20s, was failure is not even doing it. Failure is not even trying it. That to me is what failure was. Failure was about not writing the book because you're thinking it's not going to go anywhere. You failed. You failed yourself because you didn't do something you wanted to do. You failed yourself. Now, if you did it and the book never even saw the light of the New York Times bestsellers list, you still did it. Yeah. You still did it and you learned something from it. You know, going back to what you were just saying about the things that bring us joy that are spiritual, I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. I mean, think about it. Imagine if every time we went out to do something, we had to get a guarantee that a prize was at the end of it. Mm. Would we ever do anything? Mm. You know, is it ever worth it? I mean, Mm. having kids, being a wife, all of that, when you think about that for yourself, you know, except for the experiences, what prize are you given? Mm. You know, are mothers recognized every single day? No. You know, so, and I think that that's where some people fall into like other things we talk about on the show, the anxieties, the depressions, their expectations weren't met. This is not as great as Instagram told me it was. Mm. You talking now, friend, I'm telling you, it's true. (laughs) It's true, but you talk about marriage and being a mother. Mm-hmm. It's not what you thought it was. Being nope. a husband, it's not what you thought it was. Being a millionaire, is not what you thought it was. I'm talking about billions, so let me just talk about Bobby Axelrod really fast. <laughs> and he talked, sorry, and he talked about how he says to Wendy, you know, now that I'm a multi, you know, billionaire, I thought it would feel different. Like, oh, it just feels like before. Yeah. And people chase, I'm talking about chase some things because of what they think it's going to feel like and what it is mm-hmm. and not realizing that it's the journey getting there. That's probably where you've had the most contentment. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that sounds exactly some of, uh, uh, like some of the examples we use for our disappointment episode where we talked, we had a certain, ex- people have a certain expectation of how they're going to feel when they attain certain things, whether it's wealth, whether it's uh, uh, personal belongings, whatever, material things. And then it didn't give them the joy that they thought it was going to give them because they're seeing it online and seeing everyone else with the wealth and the material objects living this happy life, but it's not giving them the same feels. So mm-hmm. there's this sense of disappointment. That's real. You know, that is but, that's a very real it's a very real thing. Absolutely. Very, very real thing. Well, but- and, and the thing is that I always go back to how, and this is always my curiosity, how do successful people, like people who are truly like knock them down, they stand back up, successful people, how do they respond to failure? Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's something I found. Um, <clears throat> successful people respect their vulnerabilities. 
Mentally strong people use failure as an opportunity to spot their weaknesses. Rather than dispute their shortcomings or hide their mistakes, they seek to be authentic. Their humble, self-aware approach assists them in developing strategies to only become better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that it takes a big person to admit that, hey, this sucked. I don't feel good right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to deem myself a failure, but this doesn't feel good. And it's okay to say that, mm-hmm. but I am going to make a list right now of the things I've learned from this, mm-hmm. because maybe the next time I can avoid some of these things. Mm-hmm. Why Absolutely. not? Absolutely. So, Why not? so let's, Let's discuss some of our own personal failures. Failures, uh, Akila, you mentioned that moment with your kids, yes, with what, what happened. What happened to you specifically? Mm-hmm. Um, that was a very hard thing for me, and it still I, is. Yeah, you said that you're still kind of dealing with that. Those emotions that are wrapped around it. Yeah, like like you know, I was talking about when I came on, like how everywhere I go, they follow me. Mm. Because I believe it's because they have, they're always pee pee cluck cluck behind me always. But yeah. ever since they saw that, they worry, they worry. Yeah. And it, it hurts because as a parent, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I, I imagine as a parent, that's the, the last thing you want your child to feel. And you want to take that away from them. You never yeah. want your child to feel worry or fear, especially in your presence or in your, the comfort of your home, you know, yeah. and that's something that as a parent, you, you, you want to eliminate or, or remove or prevent. So, well, but, but I mean, you bring up some great examples, but you know, it sounds like we're talking about something you could have avoided. Could you avoided that situation? No. So that's my whole thing is like, you have to, in these situations, you have to sit back and I know it's a very logical way of thinking, Mm. but you have to sit back and say, what was it that I could have avoided? You know, it's not like we're talking about you going to a party, drinking too much. Yeah, you weren't negligent. Standing up at your friend's party and revealing six secrets about them that you were supposed to keep in confidence. Because then you can turn around and be like, why did you get so damn drunk? Yeah. Yeah. But the reality is that what happened to you, and I respect the fact that you feel the way you do, at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, what could have I done to avoid that situation? I don't have an answer for you. Maybe oh, you I'm have sorry. one, but I don't. Mm-hmm. There was nothing I could have done. We were at the movies. With the, it, was, it was a family day out. We were at the movies and then boom, everything just changed. Mm-hmm. And so let me were- do this. Have you spoken to them about their behavior and their reaction to you? Yes. Okay. And what are they saying? Are they saying like, yeah, we're cluck, cluck, pee, pee. What did you say? Cluck, cluck, pee, pee, cluck, cluck. That's a Jamaican. I'm taking it. (laughs) Be free. You are an honorable Jamaican. So that's, that's fine. Um, They just kept saying, mommy, we just want to make sure you're okay. We just want to make sure you're okay. In their own way. That's how they, yeah. how they 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 view it but me being you know i'm the older one i understand what happened i think for them it's just like i don't want to see mommy like that again or in a way they almost feel like they can save me like if they catch me in time or whatever it's like oh my god let me just make sure mommy is okay and it could just be a love thing we love you we just want to make sure you're okay they're probably not even traumatized by it yeah i'm probably more traumatized that i think they're traumatized and they're yeah, and they're probably just like, oh, I just want to make sure my mom's. They're okay. very resilient. They're very kids are very resilient. They yeah. are. I think they what are. you're trying to say, friend. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that if Akila, if there was nothing you could have done differently, and it wasn't um, in any way your fault what happened due to negligence or anything like that, then then you shouldn't feel like a failure. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, yeah, I'm saying, you know, I'm not necessarily going to tell her how she should or shouldn't feel, but I will say to her that from my perspective, I don't see you being a failure to them. You know, a failure is when your kids excite, because I'll speak in this from a parent's perspective, because I've seen other parents do this, is is when your kids really excited because they think you're going to pick them up from school to go bring them somewhere and you forget. Mm. That's failure. 
you know, where you're talking for a week about something you're going to do for your kid and then you don't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, the one thing your kid asks you to pick up on the way home and you promise and you don't do it. You failed your child because it was something you were, you neglected Mm. in this particular situation. There's not something you could have done. Yeah. So I don't know. And I don't even know if failure is the right word for us to use about that. Yeah. Mm. Maybe. Like, I mean, evaluate that. <laughs> I, don't feel like it's failing. I don't feel like it's failing them. I mean, I would even replace it with disappointment. And I would also say it's not necessarily they who are disappointed. I think you're yeah. disappointed in yourself. 100% agree with that. I do. Because... Mm. It's not like your kids are walking around and they're going, why'd you do that to us? Yeah. I'm surprised they're not here right now. What's that? (laughs) I'm surprised they're not right here right now. (laughs) We get them on the show because you know I'll ask them. I'll be like, mom, leave the room. I need to talk to them. Jesus. (laughs) No. Um, But you're absolutely right. I agree. And I want to piggyback off of something you were talking about earlier about the whole book situation. One of my clients is has written a book. I mean, this person has like 14 chapters mm-hmm. of a book. I'm like, that's, this is serious mm. and won't publish it. I've seen it for myself. Will not publish it because they're like, there's so many other books out there just like this. So I wrote it because I, this was in me. These are my thoughts and I want to get out and it's pretty good. I don't think Harper Collins would pick it up or anything. Who am I to say? Maybe they would. I don't know. But, but I'm like, if you don't put it out there, honey, like, what do you think is going to happen? Then he, you know, it goes on and on and on. And I said, let's, let's just use these two. Because for some reason, these are the two names that came off the top of my head. I am not fans of neither. But unfortunately, I've read books from one. Um, Stephen King and Dean Koontz. Have you guys ever heard of them? Of yes, of course. I said, no one under this sun on this earth is going to tell me that Dean Koontz was not influenced by, by Stephen King. No one's going to tell me that. He yeah. was definitely influenced by that. Mm-hmm. His books freaked me out. And Stephen King's, um, I only read, I think I only read one Dean Koontz book. And I attempted to read a Stephen King's book. I think it was it. And I couldn't get past the first chapter. And I think, <laughs> yeah. And in the first chapter, I don't think anything bad happened. I think it was just a setup. Yeah. And I said, but it was just something about the way he wrote it. I said, oh no, this thing is going to be terrible. Like for me. But then I went ahead and read the, and read the Dean, Dean Koontz book years later. Mm. And I said, by golly, this man was definitely influenced by the writings of Stephen King, right? Yeah. So I said, imagine if Dean Koontz, New York Times bestseller, win this award, books, whatever, he have lifetime fans. Imagine if he felt like, well, my writing is kind of like Stephen King's. And decided King not to publish, there. yeah. Yeah, Stephen King is already there. What am I doing it for? So is this is this person want to publish or doesn't want to publish? They do. So then they should publish. But you know what? My reality is that sometimes people play that game, you know, especially our clients. They play that game where they want somebody to beg them and make them feel good about it. And I've had clients before where they're like, I don't think I should publish. I'm like, well, then don't. (laughs) And then I'm like, I literally give them the line from To Die For where she says, nothing's worth doing if no one's paying attention okay yeah because honestly that was my philosophy i'm not writing a book if i'm not going to share it with people i know yeah i'm not going to do a play i'm not going to do a play and not invite people what empty seats with all that work (laughs) crazy i couldn't believe my and that's why people like that i'm like well then don't publish it then it's a hard world Tomorrow's our session. I'm going to say that. Well, well, that's it. You know, cause we either do it or we don't. Yeah. True. I mean, are we, are we, work, are we together because they want you to convince them? It's like, I don't convince anybody. You want to do it, but you don't know how to do it. That's one thing. That's what we're here for. The how. Yeah. Go on. Go so on. yeah, that is, those are my thoughts, but I am going to reevaluate the failure and where I'm placing it. Mm-hmm in my life because i think that's undue pressure that i'm putting myself under yeah where like you said there's nothing i could have done exactly it is what it is and unfortunate that they were or maybe it was fortunate that they were there so they can see that these are the things that happen in life Mm -hmm. i mean i've known people like to put parallel to what you're saying i've known people who've lost 
substantial opportunities. Like we need a whole nother show to talk about this. People who have lost substantial opportunities, not because they didn't give a good audition, not because they didn't talk to the right people, but because they were 20 minutes late. Mm. It showed that they didn't, their efforts weren't made. Oh, I'm so sorry. I missed my whatever. Oh my, so sorry. I overslept. Some people will not tolerate that because they see a snapshot of how you're going to be to work with. Yeah, mm, that's true. Because it's nobody's okay. responsibility to manage your time. You need exactly. to manage your time. And I'm telling you right now, that person will go home with guilt and think, wow, I could have. Mm-hmm. You could be mad at people all you want, but you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You're right. That's so, true. But, you know, it's always a pleasure to have you. It is. And you know, Marvin is going to start texting me. <laughs> um, yeah, soon in a minute. Yeah, we will. But you know what? I think this really came along with like, you know, at a good time because mm-hmm. all of us are kind of dealing with failures of what happened in, you know, everyday life. Like, you know, I think the thing that I keep hearing about in my work, I don't know about what Akil is hearing, but I feel like there's a lot of guilt coming my way from clients I work with, mm-hmm. failures in relationships. Mm-hmm. Not feeling like they were able to pull through, not feeling like they're able to do enough. People feeling like I'm establishing my boundaries, but maybe I'm doing it too much, especially because of COVID and social distancing, mm-hmm. like separating myself from people, feeling like I failed my friends. I had a friend the other day who literally said to me, I am so tired of this. Mm-hmm. I'm literally just saying yes to brunch finally, because so many people have been asking me and I'm finally just going. Wow. Because they were like, I'm so, I've been saying no to everything. Yeah. Guys, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Akila. We need to set up a meeting. We do. Yes. And, yes. You never, and you never fail us. Never. No. Thank you. That never. means a lot to me. Thank you. Okay. I, I yeah. appreciate pluck, that. Pluck, pluck, chick, chick. P.P. <laughs> cluck, cluck. Okay. P.P. comes before the cluck, cluck. All right. <laughs> Pee pee poo poo. Oh, thank you. We love Bye, you. guys. Have we'll a be good night. Time. Yes. Okay. Take care. Thank Bye. you. <laughs> All you right. Know, I want to hear. Let's take a break. Sure. You want to take a break? Sure. We can take a break. We can take a, a tea and a pee break. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Maybe let's I'll take a break. A, maybe and I'll then take a we... bite of my taquito here. And here's the, and here's the cliffhanger. When we come back, we are going to both share. Maybe a story about failure or personal Maybe. failures. Okay. Sounds good. We'll be right back. You loved her as one of our reoccurring guests. Well, now she has a weekly spot with us. Make sure you tune in every Friday for Slayer Weekend with Akila, right here on the How You Feeling podcast. All right, we're back. And Coco's mouth is full. he's eating taquitos taquitos i love taquitos i can eat a whole box of those fuck child child listen how wonderful was it having akila i mean she comes in with like this sprinkler she information and she tells it like it is she does she's a bag of glitter there's truth bombs glitter a little bit of jamaica in there it's all good. So all right. churros. You know, it's funny because a lot of my determination of failure in my life has always come from me feeling like, and this is going back. Cause like I said, I've kind of, not that I'm like a better person, but I actually, I actually am less about deeming myself a failure. Like I have guilt. Mm-hmm. I have shame about things that maybe I shouldn't have done, or maybe they're stupid. Maybe I'm, you know, um, but I think a lot of my failure surrounds a lot of things that I have done professionally, creatively. Okay. Um, I feel like, and you know, this, I have this, I have this ongoing thing where I guess you can say it's failure but I, I beat myself about up about not doing enough. Hmm. And when things don't happen 
the way I plan them, especially if I have a commitment from someone mm. and then it doesn't come through. Right. Why would, why would you consider that as your failure? Um, because I, I failed myself by having expectation or I failed myself by, you know, feeling like, cause you know what it's like? It's kind of like, if I said, go buy a lottery ticket and you're going to win. And then you go buy the lottery ticket and you don't win. And you thought you were, you would feel like an idiot. You'd be like, why did I believe him? Yeah. That's, that's what's happened to me. And especially now, because, you know, I've told you this behind the scenes, like stuff that I've been working on and trying. And I would love to live in a world where I can pick up the phone or text somebody and be like, this is what I need. And they're like, don't worry, we got it. Mm. But anything I do creatively, anything is like getting a colonoscopy while you have hemorrhoids. Nice. I mean, really, everything I've ever had to do has always felt. And people are always like, oh my God, you know, like I had a friend of mine once say to me, gosh, you're always doing something different. Like you're always moving forward. And it's like, I don't have a choice because shit don't work out. You move. Is that, is that why, like, why do you feel like you need to constantly be doing something or well, it's, or not, the, it's or, no, it's not, no, it's or the, not or that you're not doing enough. No, it, it's, there are things that like, I'm not doing things aimlessly. No, no, no. There are, there are things on my bucket list and there are things that I literally am like, okay, did this 12 years now. Mm. Didn't get a TV show. I think it's time. Mm. It's time to like do the next thing. So in that circumstance, in that example, do you think that that was a failure for you? I think and at, at the time, maybe in the beginning when it wasn't happening, certainly is a failure. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to question for my personal self, what is it that I'm not doing correctly? And I think that that's kind of where I feel like I'm failing myself because I haven't figured it out yet. Mm. There's something I feel like I should be doing. There's a person I should be calling. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a place I should be getting naked illegally. <laughs> somewhere there's on the shore, somewhere. Something I'm missing. Yeah. Something. I mean, my failure is not as fun as yours. I want to hear yours. No, honestly, like, okay, when I was thinking about all of this and trying to decide, okay, well, is it a failure or is it a circumstance where I am disappointed in myself? Um, And certainly there are many of those (laughs) situations where I am disappointed in myself. Um, But like one of the earliest examples that I could think of was going back to high school and um, you know, that whole conversation that I talked about with my guidance counselor and uh, him saying, you know, I, because of my grades, because of my, the, the lack of grades that I had, um, there, the likelihood of me going to college and university wasn't going to be there. And I, I consider that because I didn't apply myself as much as I should have, mm-hmm. um, you know, because there's this like idea that you, I, I don't know, I don't know if it was necessarily um, pushed by my parents. I don't think so. I think it was more of like, I'm influenced by the people around me. So the friends that I, that I had and just being in that environment with other students, you know, preparing for college and university, you, you wanted to feel that excitement. You wanted to feel that that's that inclusion of that whole thing the whatever you want to call it um passage uh, uh, you know that that life passage or whatever it is um and not having the grades and on top of that failing a a class and having to take summer school Mm -hmm. and I did feel I I mean (laughs) that is 
a, the definition of failure right there, failing a class. I didn't meet the requirements mm -hmm. for that class. So I took summer school and I passed it. But, but at that point it was like, I, I did feel like a failure as a student that I didn't achieve mm -hmm. the necessary um, grades in order to take that next step in life, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and why were your grades bad? Were you just not doing the assignments? I was, I was just not really applying myself as much as, I think a lot of it, like looking back at the way I learn, like the way I learn now, uh -huh. um, I, I, I think that, and it's not, I'm not blaming teachers, but I think that I learned differently or the way the teachers presented curriculum or, or, or whatever, it was not the way that I absorbed information. And I, and I got, you know, bored, frustrated, whatever it was. I, I also didn't like, you know, the, the way they presented um, um, topics or subjects or anything uh -huh. like that. So yeah, I would get bored. I, I, or, or just, I didn't care. And I didn't, there were cer certainly certain subjects that were more interesting than others. And, and that, and you would see my grades reflect that because I enjoyed the topic. I enjoyed the subject. I enjoyed the energy that the teacher was giving me. Uh -huh. But when I walked into a class and there's like a, there's a teacher that had zero energies, zero passion with what they're presenting. Why do I need to learn this then? Right. You know? So, so yeah, like, obviously I didn't, I didn't put my grades as a priority enough. And therefore, because I, because I applied to universities, I applied to some colleges and whatnot. And of course I didn't get in because of my grades. So 100%, I felt like a failure then, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But, but also, but also in a lot of ways, I mean, you know, you're talking about the time that we were growing up. Yeah. And now a days there's a little more, and I just know this from the work I do, mm -hmm. there is a little more attention placed on what is the teacher doing yeah. to help you yeah. because the teacher failed you Yeah. because here's the thing. Nowadays, and I know this from the clients I work with that are all over the world, mm -hmm. when they're having issues with school, even in colleges, if they email their teacher and they're like, they question their grades being bad, or they inquire about some struggle they're having with an assignment, the teacher has to show them some support. Yeah. They just do. Because nowadays, it's not like it was years ago. Nowadays, teachers, especially in colleges and universities, people are paying way too much money to go to school mm -hmm. for them not to feel like their teacher is cutting it. This is why a lot of universities have like their own version of Yelp when it comes mm -hmm. to their teachers. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, if you're a teacher and you have, I don't know, 30 people in your class and 25 of them failed, that's Is a problem. It those kids? Yeah. And I mean, just think about, you probably weren't privy to this information, but think about how many people might have been struggling in your school exactly the way you were with the same teachers. Probably. You know? And the reality is, is that failure in school is also subjective because when you think about it, if you're not doing anything at all to turn in assignments, that doesn't necessarily always mean that you fail without the teacher stepping in. It all depends on the teacher. Mm. And even when we talk about like, let's say final papers, mm -hmm. oh, I failed my final. There's studies that show that papers are graded subjectively, especially from English teachers. Yeah. And you also, know? also on the flip side, sorry, some students don't test well. Yeah. You know, the, right. the whole environment of the, a test, like a testing environment mm -hmm. is, is a lot of pressure on a student of and, 
to have a test weigh so heavily on a on a grade when on a person's grade when the rest of the semester, for example, um, they're doing well. And, and now this test has like, because well, there was a study, there was two studies that they did that I was because of my work I read about. And it was like, they had tested an entire class of students, high school, college age students. And they, it was a mixed bag mm -hmm. as to what the grades were. Then what they did was they waited a week and they gave them all the same test, mm -hmm. but they gave everybody 20 minutes longer. And they showed that there was a increase in everyone's success on the test. And the questions were changed. Everything mm -hmm. was changed. It was like a similar test, but it wasn't, it was like as straightforward as the first one. It mm -hmm. like a lot of people could be like, oh, same. No, it wasn't the same questions. They just from giving them 20 minutes more, they wow. did better. Yeah. And that's because, and that's why a lot of kids nowadays, it's very common. Students have accommodations. Yeah. It's something yeah. you have to apply to. It depends on the test. Some kids get up to 30 minutes more to take a test. Yeah. And that just relieves your anxiety. Yeah. You know, but I was saying the thing about the paper, the essay, you know, people could be like, oh, I failed my essay. I'm a failure. Well, there was another study that they took one paper and gave it to 10 professors and every mm -hmm. single professor knowing the assignment grade it all differently. Wow. So that's true. Yeah. And you know, the efforts shown by a student can change a teacher's mind. If a teacher sees you're struggling with assignments and you're constantly contacting them mm -hmm. and you're going to a tutor and you're trying everything you possibly can, the end of the end of the semester comes and you're teetering between a D and a C, the teacher might give you a C because they're like, she was really trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how much of this has to do with how smart we are, or how much we apply ourselves or how much, you know, the system has failed us. It's like what I said in the beginning. It's not as easy as going to school, getting a great education, getting great experience and getting the job you want. That's not the way it works. Yeah, no, it's true. And, you know, later in life, like I said, I prior to me going back to school for uh, photography, I, you know, juggled with the idea of maybe going to nursing, uh, to uh -huh. nursing college. Um, and I, I had gone through the application process and everything. And because I had been out of school, the last time I was in school, which was a uh, college, um, it, my grades were no longer applicable, so to speak. So I had to take some refresher courses and uh, I did it at an adult high school, you know, and I took maths and sciences and I excelled. And those were the subjects that I sucked at in high school, but it was just the way that they were taught. Mm -hmm. And, and obviously I'm older. So I, I, my brain is developed and I'm able to process information differently. And, and I know I'm not a failure when it comes to, to those things. But at the time, I 100% felt like a failure in high school because, because of how everyone else was advancing and I wasn't. I know I, know I wasn't the only one, for sure, but you do feel like a failure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and the other, the other example that I thought of, which was a more recent one, was the, the first time I did the real estate photography with, with, a, with a realtor where it was a, an, an unfortunate situation of lack of communication and expectations not delineated from both of us. And I seriously started doubting my ability as a photographer. Mm -hmm. And I, and I did feel like a failure to her and to myself because it wasn't indicative of what I was able to do, mm. you know? So that, those are the, those were the two big things that I could think of when it came to failure.
But see, you know, and this is funny between what I shared and you shared and even what Akila shared, I don't know necessarily if these quote unquote failures that we're expressing that we're solely responsible for, nor are they things that we should deem ourselves a failure based on these things. You know, um, I think we got to get into a better headspace of saying to ourselves like, now I know how to approach this next time, like in your position, mm. You're working with someone who clearly knows this is your first time doing this particular type of assignment, mm-hmm. doesn't give you the starting part point, doesn't set you up for success. Instead, they set you up for failure Yeah, because they don't know very much about why they're hiring you or what it is you're supposed to do. So they don't know how to give you that information. So now you walk away going, you're the failure. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know? Um, But I, I think that's the thing about failure. And, you know, as many years as I've heard stories about failure and how people have failed, quote unquote, I still think there's a subjective behind it. It's like what Akila was talking about with the washing machine in the car. Like, I'm like, those are real solid failures. Yeah, exactly. Those are solid failures. You buy a pair of shoes and the heel breaks off as soon as you get home. Those shoes failed on you. Child, I've had a situation where my heel exploded. <laughs> well, I've had friends who that has happened to. <laughs> I mean... You know, but I think we have to be careful with how we, how we treat ourselves, you know, because that's essentially what we talk about on this show a lot. Um, how do we treat ourselves? Why, why, why are we so ready to call ourselves a failure? Yeah. You know, when instead we should be pointing out what are, because really when you think about it, why do people refer to themselves as a failure because there's got to be a level of comparison. Mm. What am I comparing myself to? Oh, you want to compare yourself to other people because you're not as rich enough. You're not as successful as enough. So now you're a failure. You're comparing to other people. Well, let's play a different game. Why don't you compare yourself to people who have not done the things you've done? Are you still a failure? Exactly. No, you're not. 100%. You know, and it was, I wanted to share this, but, and I know we got to go because um, Marjorie's giving me the light. Uh, so anyway, so I was listening to a person that I personally think is a genius because she's one of my favorites, but Tori Amos recently did a, a, an interview on a podcast mm-hmm. and there was a, a quote or a, or a thing that she referenced that I was like, it was so good. I had to write it and was like, So with this topic of failure, Mm -hmm. you know, what she was saying was that sometimes we make decisions about where we're going based on where we've been. Mm -hmm. And that's what sometimes can put the limitations on us. You know, Mm -hmm. when I was 15 years old, this guidance counselor said this to me. So that's still who I am. And what she said was, she said, we have to make sure that we do not operate from our damage. Mm. And I thought that that was so great because she said, we have to get out of the victim space. Yeah. Because we can't operate from our damage. Like who we were even yesterday doesn't have to be who we are tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I mean, that is deep shit. That is. That is, you know, pee pee cluck cluck. Deepak Coco couldn't even come up with that. Nope. Operating from your damage. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Like that's, that's what we do. We define who we're going to be based on who we were. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't the same person on Tuesday. (laughs) It's true. You you can wake up every day and decide this is who I'm going to be fresh and new. That's it. Why, why would you decide to be yesterday's version of yourself? I don't know how to. Yeah. I don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, let's go deeper into ourselves. People who are listening, think about your failures. Mm-hmm. 
Think about the things that you consider a failure and then weigh it against what we were talking about tonight. Is it really a failure? Yeah. Because I can challenge just about any failure someone brings my way. I believe it. I mean, you forgot to do something. Even the example I was telling Akilah about the parents who fail their children Mm. because they didn't get somewhere on time or they, okay, that's a surface. Let's get behind it. Mm-hmm. why did that happen yeah why was it that they forgot and all that stuff i mean we are allowed to mess up right for shoes so anyway oh that's how i'm feeling well another wonderful episode in the bag yep and from what i understand and this is what i heard on the streets we may be getting an Aquila podcast that might be a spinoff but that's not a spoiler is it it (laughs) all right you be well all take care of yourselves most importantly take care of yourselves because if you don't take care of yourselves you're just going to be a mess for everybody else that's right no no one needs a mess nope good night bye